to the beyondthebaselines.com podcast, coming to you from Vero Beach, Florida, and Marion, Massachusetts. Hosted by Ed Chenefy, this is the podcast that researches and investigates the club management and facility side of our business. Baselines.com podcast. I'm Ed Shanafee, your host, and each time we take to the mic, it's indeed a pleasure to bring you the news and the views of the private members club and racket industries. This week, we focus on the entire racket industry. Imagine starting a global conference from the ground up, a conference that encompasses what we know as the entire racket sport industry, not just tennis, but pickleball, padel, racquetball, squash, and even ping pong. The player of the future might have a racket in one hand and a paddle in the other. The sky's the limit, according to Robin Duda, who's the chief executive behind RacketX, the racket conference to be held in Miami in late March 2024. How do you start a brand new conference? Duda goes through a list of ideas that she says she throws against a wall to see if they stick. From a created and then gated industry trends report to organically creating mailing lists, she's trying them all. She's formed industry partnerships between racket and professional associations and companies. And with those connections, Duda is pushing the racket X in front of people through content, advertising, and social media channels. What astounds me is that as a record company and entertainment executive in my past days, I'd be invited to say the Cannes Film Festival and all those music award shows they show on TV. And I walk the red carpets. Mostly, these events are for executives and a few celebs. We executives would talk licensing and new projects and investment. But Duda wants the consumer at RacketX too, with the executives, mingling in the sales hall and talking at the concessions. Duda calls it the anatomy of experience. Creating an experience that is over the top to create a memorable experience is something that Duda believes that the masters in Augusta possesses. She wants the RacketX to be a similar experience and memory. She believes that there's profit and loyalty, and that many for-profit businesses often neglect that the experience creates loyalty, which in turn keeps prices low for the consumer and creates profit for the company. Before I bring Robin on the line, I'd like to share just what we do here at BeyondTheBaselines.com. We're a full management consultancy for country clubs and private member clubs. We offer services from mentoring department heads who might not quite understand the administrative side of a business to fully managing a department or even an entire club. Our clients have included the Wiano Club in Osterville, Massachusetts, and East Shop Tennis Club over there on Martha's Vineyard, and all the way down to Palm Beach and the Beach Club. So feel free to reach out to us here at beyondthebaselines at gmail.com or visit our website at beyondthebaselines.com or even call us at the office up here in Massachusetts on 508-538-1288. We're always here, ready to help and advise, and if required, manage. But now, back to perhaps one of the most exciting events planned for the rackets industry in decades, the experienced strategist, entrepreneur, and advisor who reimagines and re-images experience. She's the force and co-founder behind the new Racket Industry Conference, The Racket X. Here's Robin Duke. Hey folks, welcome to the BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast. I'm Ed Shanafee, I'm your host, and I'm here today with Robin Duda, who is setting up the, the, the first year of setting up Racket X, which is going to be the Racket Sports Conference, uh, inconceivable to most people, in Miami. Welcome here, Robin. Great to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. So uh, 
March 24th, 26th, you've set uh, the dates. It's at the Miami Beach Convention Center, South Beach. I can't wait to go. Um, what? Look, I've seen a golf club in your hand. What guy? I, I know you went to the Masters. I've done a little research. Uh, I got to make my Instagram private. <laughs> do you play tennis? Do you play a racket sport? What got you into the, the racket sport industry? When, when yeah, it's, it's twofold. Um, uh, you know, I've been an athlete my whole life. Uh, not in racket sports. I was a basketball player and, and amongst other things, but my, my lifelong sport was uh, basketball. Um, but I've, like I said, I've, I've been an athlete, especially in post-college days. Um, I ha- I dabble in racket sports. I have played, uh, I've taken numerous tennis lessons um, to which I am not the greatest. Um, certainly pickleball is an easy one um, that we can play anywhere. And, and I certainly, I do that when I can. Uh, I am not aiming to be a pro by any means. It's uh, not a desire of mine. I do enjoy playing and I love being outside and then paddle padel however um we want to say it here I everyone says it a little bit differently I use paddle um if there were I, I love it and if there were a club in Atlanta I would be playing all the time but when I'm in Miami for work I'm playing when I'm there well I, I think you'll have a uh, a club in Miami uh, a club in Atlanta soon but the way yeah. you're 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 working on racket X yeah um <laughs> so you know you bring up a great point with with pickleball so racket X, I guess, is is going to encompass all the all the racket sports, including um, squash and uh, table tennis and uh, pop tennis will be there and racquetball will be there. Um, we're going to try and represent as much as we possibly can without doing while still doing a good job to service those different sports. So, you know, everyone talks about pickleball. And and Padel, I think, and, and you say you say paddle, I say Padel because to me, paddle is up in New England and Chicago. Paddle, and it's paddle like plat, tennis. Plat, yeah, mm-hmm. paddle tennis, platform tennis, whatever you want to call it. We call it, we, I grew up calling it paddle. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that you've jumped on a, a, a wave here, which is fantastic because pickleball is being played by so many people. Because as you say, it's it's easy to start. The, the learning curve is easier. So tell us why you got behind racket X because what your, your specialty is, is, is setting up these kinds of conferences is doing these big convention center uh, get togethers. Why did you pick rackets and why'd you pick the industry? Well, so um, to full transparency, I have, you know, co-founder and there's an investment team behind this who are um, racket sport centric um, uh, lovers, enthusiasts, and now investors in the space. So um uh, they came to me uh, as somebody I've, I've been in the event industry for, for 20 years. I've done a little bit of everything. I've had my own um, firm for, for six uh, going on six years. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a launcher, I'm a fixer, um, but it all comes down to its core of, of what, what I love is um, figuring out what makes an industry and people tick. Um, and then a, figuring out how you design something to service their problems, their challenges, their needs, and then give them what they didn't know they needed um, in, in as magical a way as possible. And when they approached me with this opportunity in racket sports, obviously, like I said, I've been an athlete. I've been following along with, you know, I, 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 I'm a spectator. Um, I, I've watched. 
and I just thought that this was such a fun space to be able to do what I love doing the most in uh, for both a business audience and a consumer audience. It's a challenge um, to be able to take um, cross-generational um, because that's what this industry is on on the uh, both the, the business and the consumer side and be able to create an ecosystem in a space that fuels everyone's growth, regardless of what your um, objective is, um, was just, um, I think, a, a really interesting challenge in a fun, exciting, culturally relevant space. That's a great point, because what you're saying there is that you're looking at both business to business or or racket to clubs. I mean, I specialize in the club side, right? But you're saying it's rackets to clubs and it's also rackets to consumers. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the consumer side is huge. It, it's, it's massive. The more people that are demanding, I mean, the way we look at it is rising tides lift all ship ships. And if we are the home of all racket sports and creating this ecosystem, if you have a racket in one hand, you might have a paddle in another, or you likely do, or you you can. And um, for the consumer side of this, that's it's so exciting because well, Padel, paddle, however we can we can uh, argue to say decide it. how it's talked uh, we can about. Decide that layer, flip a coin. Um, you know, it, it hasn't. You know, it's just making its way here. And maybe there's somebody who's been playing pickleball that um, comes to Racket X and they want to see an exhibition and they want to take a clinic on the floor, see the latest technologies that they can bring. You know, that are on their phone that they can use to up their game. They may say, "Oh, there's a 101 uh, Padel thing. Let me take a look at this. That looks really fun. Let me get on the court." And then that might spark. It's just it's it's sparking interest in, in all the different areas. And and I don't think there's there's a bad. I think if the industry is growing, the entire industry is growing, and and we there's a place for everyone to to play. Yeah, that that's a great point because um, if you think about it. There's like tennis congress. I mean, I'm looking from the tennis point and golf point. There's 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 tennis congress, which brings these people from all over the country to play with certain pros in Atlanta. Actually, I think it was Atlanta that started. Um, but there's never been a racket um, that combines. All a, yeah, all rackets first, all rackets, and that combines the B to B to the B to C crowd. I mean, it's going to be interesting. If I go there, I'm going to be meeting my members, which is going to be interesting, you know? So, so, so many folks, I mean, there's like, there's two, two points that I want to make here. One is that so many of the business side, and that's how they started. It was like, this is going to be a business to business event solely. And then we decided to launch in Miami and we have a collaboration and a joint ticket sale with the Miami open from a fan standpoint. And we spoke to the industry and they said, we want, we want consumers there too, if, if we're coming. And what I thought was so fun is that the very rarely have I in my career been able to have a a business event that where the folks are also enthusiasts, fans, and consumers of a lot of the what they're representing. You know, in a chemical conference, sure, we all eat chemicals, but I wouldn't say that we're enthusiasts of chemicals. <laughs> so, so we're able to um, create a even more special, fun environment um, for both sides because we can leverage um, we can leverage that. Um, and I think I had a second point, but I, oh, um, from a conference standpoint, um, you know, it's, there's the experiential show floor side of this, but then conference wise, um, I mean, that is a little bit more B2B centric for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's getting those folks to really, um, think about growth, uh, and I think our mission, we would be doing such a big disservice if we weren't, um, helping the industry, think about what they need to think about next um, to continue to grow. 
and to continue to grow? And what are case studies both from the industry? How can we learn from each other, from squash to racquetball to pickleball to tennis to, to padel to what are other sports, um, case studies in other industries um, of how they've gone through similar challenges or similar things and, and how do we learn from that? And I think that's where a lot of this magic lies in this unity of we can all listen to fanatics um, and, and, and think about the future, the fan of the future uh, of some of this stuff. Uh, and we, everyone can sit in that crowd and, and listen to it and, and take something away from it. Beyond the Baselines is the leading executive search firm for private members clubs and boutique resorts. From the kitchens to the courts, the practice tees to the waterfront, Beyond the Baselines is your partner to find the best in-class employees for your club, facility, or resort. Whether you are a member-owned club or a corporate hotel entity, we are the specialists for you in elite hospitality. It's not just the members that should feel loyalty to their club. It's the sense of loyalty combined with the pride of offering superior service and hospitality in every worker that makes a good club that much better. So find that right candidate with us today. Call us today at 508-538-1288. That's 508-538-1288. Or visit us on the web at beyondthebaselines.com. You know, my experience, I, I, I'm going to go back to where I, when I lived mm -hmm. in London for 20 years, I, 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 I talked to you about yeah. this previously in an email, but I dealt with Read Me Them. And, yeah. and, and I want to know the back end to take away from the paddle and the, or padel or tennis and the ping pong. Uh, is how do you and you're you're uh, you know a fantastic businesswoman? How do you find? So I would I'm gonna just explain this to people on listening on podcast. I would get an invitation because I was a advertising record company industry industry executive. I get an invitation to the Cannes Film Festival. I get an invitation to meet them, which was the music festival in Cannes. How do you find a the sponsorship and b? I mean, this is don't give any trade secrets away here, but the mailing list to get people to go to a brand new conference in Miami. Obviously, that helps. But where do you start and how do you do that? Because that that it's boggles my mind. It's not exactly. easy. Uh, it's not Tell easy. me how you do it. There's art and science and 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 luck and prayer. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's a multi-channel approach, I believe. Uh, when when you're launching, you need to to throw a lot of things at the wall. Um, and see what sticks. Um, and all of them might kind of stick, um, and get you to the right place. I believe that if we're selling, um, you know, uh, the idea of experience, um, that has to be evident from the beginning. Uh, and if you're going to come and listen to a show, like we want clubs to come and, and, and hear what's happening and learn from that, we, we damn well better, uh, walk the walk and talk the talk to sell that concept beforehand. So we can get all the lists and you can get all the leads you want. You can buy lists. You can do all that stuff. And that's fine. Um, but to me, it's how do we prove? that we can do this. Um, and we've come out with last week, we released our first trend report. And we won a five. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. It's like first 40 one. plus pages um, of past, present and future uh, covering in depth six of the racket sports. And then of course, mentioning a whole, a whole host of others. Um, and then, you know, we, we have that gated, you know, so that we, you know, we to download it, to, to, to get it. And um, we push that in the media. We push that in social media. We push that um, through PR and communications. We we do build lists. Um, we try to build them a little more organically, through uh, not just buying lists, but making sure that there's something rather than just buy this ticket. Uh, believe me, um, when we're trying to get audiences, it's uh, here's what we're all about. 
Um, hopefully you want to come along for the ride with us um, and we're going to keep you posted. And the next one is going to be around fashion, you know, and trends. And, you know, the next one after that is DEIB. Fashion. And diversity. What kind of fashion? What kind of fashion? Racket fashion. Uh, racket really? Sport. Yeah. Tennis core is a huge trend on TikTok. Um, so it's, you know, we're, we're not just, this isn't just, I mean, clubs obviously are a huge component of this, but you all have pro shops too, um, you know, at your clubs and, you know, what's some of the, the new cool um, you know, apparel that's out there that you can be selling that maybe is really D to C right now. Um, those brands want to get into uh, stores uh, or, or um, into more retail, mainstream retail. And, and of course you want to, you know, clubs want to set themselves apart with whatever's the coolest stuff that's going to get people to come in. So, um, so to proving that through, through content, making sure that we're using the right channels to market it um, is a big piece of where I think um, that lies. And then we form a lot of partnerships too. You know, we're uh, partnered with the, you know, associations in almost every racket sport that exists. Um, A lot of the professional organizations as well, where we have, you know, trade secret, it's, you know, we have um, partnerships where we give and take. And a lot of that has to do with marketing, um, you know, uh, of them making sure that we're in front of, uh, their audience and, and what we have to offer um, and what kind of content we're putting on. So it's not just coming to the show floor, the content, what is the content that's relevant to you? Um, and and I firmly believe that personalization is a big part of that. So uh, not just like, hey, we're doing this big thing and everybody's welcome and there's going to be stuff for everyone, but go look at the site and <laughs> figure it out for yourself, uh, which is the way I think a lot of you know, places have done that in the past and and that might've worked. I think that I want you to tell me why, why should I spend my time and my money and my energy to come down to you? And we have to make that really compelling through, I think, content and experiences and making that explicit. So um, we're working really hard on making sure our, what we would call persona development. So as we're marketing this stuff, plus there's all the like, you know, Google, you know, your ads and all the other yeah, things. Yeah, so you, so you advertise and you, you, you figure out your audience, your demographic, which isn't easy because this is, this, the, the, if you're looking at the consumers, it's a huge, across six racket sports, it's a huge demographic. Yeah. Plus we have, um, plus you have your clubs, you have real estate developers, you have investors, we have HOAs, parks yeah, and HOAs, parks and rec and, and campuses. Uh, so they're all have different challenges, problems and needs. And it's how do we create this? I don't know if you're familiar with South by Southwest, um, the no, event. No, uh, please, it's a please huge, tell me, it's a please festival. inform me. It's a, it's in Austin. It's been going on for years. It's this, um, where it's, it's business, it's consumer, it's media, it's m- movie launches, it's music concerts. It's this culmination of, of future thinking leaders, uh, in multiple industries, but they come together to, to figure out how to learn from each other. And I think we're kind of trying to do that on a racket sport level where we're bringing in the what we believe will be the the some of the best minds um inside the industry and, and out to to try and help and continue that growth i'd like to welcome our first sponsor here at beyondthebaselines.com podcast and that's play by court playbycourt.com choosing the right technology partner is not an easy task however staying with the same outdated provider can be a costly decision and with today's fast-changing environment, well, you need a partner that will help you adapt to the ever-growing needs of your members. At Play by Court, well, they provide the best technology solution customized for your club. With their app, your members can easily manage their profile. They, they can book courts, programs, lessons. They can pay. I asked Andre, show me the payment solutions. It's fantastic. 
and your members can communicate directly with members and you, the staff. So please go have a look at playbycourt.com and see what really matters most to your members. Your club, your rules, your software. Playbycourt.com. I've had Butch Buckholz, who founded the Miami Open on the podcast. He's a fantastic oh. guy. Yeah, he, he was one of my most one of my most favorite guests. He he, <laughs> he brought me down, you know, uh, you know, the history, the, the the what do you call that? The uh, the old road. I can't remember the expression, but he um he talked about how the Miami Open was founded and Key Biscayne and and how it started as a small tournament, and then I worked it as a as a chair back in the days when oh, it was wow. the Lipton. Yeah, as the Lipton. Um, why did you pick Miami? Because I think I have a feeling I know your answer, but I think it's a wonderful choice. Why did you choose it? Um, yeah, a couple of reasons. Um, one, if we're looking to do all racket sports, um, Miami is certainly at the forefront of Padel right now. Um, exactly. Uh, as well as, you know, there's, uh, tons of tennis clubs, uh, racket clubs, golf clubs, et cetera. And it's the highest concept. Florida has the highest concentration for sure. Um, being able to do this during the Miami open, um, and having a collaboration on a joint ticket sale with them. So there will be Monday night's going to be racket X night at the open. Um, both Miami open and us have, like I said, a, a joint collaborative, um, agreement where we're selling each other's tickets to this, um, which, which is great. Yeah. Um, just finalizing the details will be on the site, hopefully any day now, uh, once we get that set up, but you know, the opportunity at a you know, certainly discounted rate to be able to come in and enjoy both, both experiences, which are very, very different. Um, I, I, we think is, is, you know, uh, we thought that that was just a, when you're launching, you have to put every odd you can get in your favor. You need to put in your favor. And the, the more things, Things I think our desire is to create, you know, this global racket week or America's racket week, at least um, with the Miami Open there, um, a, a pickleball tournament and getting a Padel tournament and hopefully others. Um, but if we can accomplish that, I think we're then we're really onto something of, of celebrating this on such a bigger scale than just individually. You make a great point, because one of my uh, past podcast guests mentioned the fact that he thinks that and, and I think you're on to the same uh, point here is that. In time to come, in times to come, one of the big tournaments, whether it's Miami Open, whether it's Indian Wales, whether it's New York U.S. Open, is going to have a pickle padel part. So you're going to have the U.S. Open padel or the U.S. Open pickle or the U.S. Open ping pong or whatever, you know, whatever you say at the Flushing Meadows or at at the Miami uh, open. So I think you're onto something here. And I think, uh, you, you know, this is not the first time I've heard it. And I think it's a wonderful idea to put it all together in one week. Yeah. And I, I think, think we, if we can be the, the unifier, um, because mm-hmm. everyone, you know, tennis is in their lane and pickleball's in their lane. Everyone has their own, you know, things that they're trying to achieve right now. And I think if we can put ourselves as the Switzerland uh, or, you know, the neutral, you know, the neutral place that kind of is here to help unify, uh, but continue that growth on both a celebratory and a, a functional business level, um, hopefully we can make that happen a lot faster. I mean, that, that's our goal. I think we're going to get really close, if not get there this year. So more to come on some hopeful announcements. Well, don't get nervous. I'm going to ask you a very personal question. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> but, hey, I know you went to the National uh, uh, National uh, Golf Club Augusta. I know you went to the Masters, right? Mm-hmm. So 
if you were going to take one personal thing away from that and put it into the conference that you're planning, mm-hmm. Racket X, because Augusta is probably one of the probably the biggest sporting event in the world. One of the biggest. I'm going to say it's you know World Cup, rug, World Cup uh, soccer, rugby now going on. Uh, huge. It's a huge event. People, I, I don't know if people understand. What would you take away from your week oh. at Augusta and bring to Racket X? I took so much, especially from an expect. I mean, you know, I, I'm in events, but experience is really where I drive to. Um, I took so many things away. I think that the, the uh, probably very simple. There's a couple of very simple things. And I think that's what I love about Augusta. Um, I've been to events that really try and over outdo and, and go over the top. Uh, and create experience for the sake of experience. Um, and I, it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. I get that it works. Um, and I, I don't, um, that's great for them. For me, there's a simplicity to design that I think is, is beautiful. Uh, navigation. Um, I have never not been to an event where there was no signage. However, I knew exactly where to go. Um, there were people <laughs> at every turn that if you were looking someplace, somebody was there to say, what are you looking for? Your restroom down this way, but you weren't overly cluttered with this like signage everywhere, you know? And it just, it was, to me, that was, it was so noticeable that like I can navigate to anything because your experience depends on how well you can find things. And I, I do, I have this, you know, almost trademarked, um, you know, theory (laughs) called the anatomy of experience. And we all want to get to engagement, right? We want to connect. We want to engage with a a brand. That's what we all want to do. But if you can't navigate, if, if your navigation sucks, you don't get there. You don't get from point, if you can't get from point A to point B, you become frustrated, you start to get detractors, you get people who are, you know, who are angry, me included. And the fact that I just, it was into, it, I just, there were some signs, there, but they were street signs, but there were people everywhere directing things in the easiest way possible. I just, it was like, to me, I was just like, wow, this is a lesson in simplicity um, and how people help people, can help people as opposed to trying to find the thing. Um, tradition, I think, uh, I love that you don't take phone, you can't take phones in, yet it is so shareable and the, the virality among the masters amongst what's happening is incredible, but yet no one on site can use a, a phone. Uh, you can bring you a phone. Anyone. I, it's, it's viral already. I mean, it's all over. I know, but I loved that everyone was present. Like that was what, um, my big takeaway Beautiful was point. everyone there was present. Uh, and I think that is what created a beauty of community. Um, of you acknowledging your neighbor next to you, sitting next to you, you know, on the lawn, setting up your chairs. There's just this sense of community that I think um, having a screen in front of us and taking pictures, I just, I think it, it it takes away from that beauty of the experience where you're all watching the same thing instead of watching everyone watching something different. And I just, I thought that was incredible. I wish that you can, to, I wish in a business, it's, it's, it's impossible, but to me, it was just, that was um, amazing. And then um, I had, a, a th- those are the two that were just to me uh, because of, I think the, the nature of what I do, but the, um, oh, the store, the, uh, I just the the merch. experienced the, the merch. merch. <laughs> I've never seen lines like that for well, just the, the merch, but also to get my pimento cheese sandwich and my peach. I didn't even get my peach ice cream sandwich. Um, they were out by like 10 a.m., um, but I, I love that they keep the prices. I, I love that, that it doesn't cost you. Yes. If you're going to buy a ticket on the market, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars to yeah. go, but that it's a lottery system and it's fair to come. And it's not just because it, I just, I think, 
and that everything there is um, uh, the prices don't really get raised. I think that that's just a very cool, um, a cool concept in loyalty, uh, lesson in loyalty um, and that, 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 um, experience can drive massive loyalty uh, and profits without gouging price gouging people. Beautifully said. Uh, first of all, uh, my, all my parties coming uh, forward at my house. When you come to the house, you put your phone in a basket. I'm oh. done with. I'm done with uh, phones at the parties. Yep. Um, and I actually think clubs should take. And I'm in the private members club business. We we, we have lessened the rules. We we you know now we can text on property. Originally, it was no real phones on property. Yeah. And I've been forced it as a as a head pro to take a phone off a, a, a member. I like that. I, I think we should involve each other face to face rather than have a screen between yeah. us. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful thought you had there. Uh, secondly, you know, you think about it. Wimbledon, as you said about the, the about the Masters, Wimbledon doesn't price gouge either. Really, I mean, they have those debentures, but really, you can get online and walk in there for a very yeah. you know reasonable price if you stand online. You can go and see the greatest players of all time. I think it's. Uh, I think that there's something to be said about being accessible to to the mass to people who are interested in the thing that you're doing. Uh, and I, I, you know, I think, and I could go on and on about this about fairness. And and I get businesses want to make money. I mean, I'm a for we're a for profit, but like mm-hmm. I, I think it is. I, I'm trying to make sure that we're creating. If you're trying to create an ecosystem and a community, everyone, you know, there should be an opportunity for everyone to be able to to come and. Small businesses for us, you know, from, um, you know, our sponsors, there are opportunities for emerging brands and there are, you know, much more inexpensive versions for startups, because if we're not getting the latest and greatest and we're only partnering with people who have big dollars, it skews. It, 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 we're not creating a, a completely, you know, uh, e- equal ecosystem. We're just catering to the people who have the money. And I think that skews of what growth can look like. Um, so I, I just I think there's something really, really special about um, maintaining the accessibility of people to be able to participate. At Beyond the Baselines, we have over 25 years of experience with management of private members clubs and boutique resorts. Whether it's finding the inefficiencies caused by the blurring of roles between management and board governance, managing a single department, or educating and mentoring a key employee, we have served the private members club industry like no other consultancy since 2007. Partnering with club governing bodies and working alongside management, we bring a team of highly specialized and experienced experienced associates for that personal touch and hands-on management style to achieve long-term goals with short-term results. At Beyond the Baselines, we understand the traditions and importance of membership, but history and connections to a bygone era shouldn't inhibit growth. In fact, we believe they can be a catalyst for change. So please visit our website at beyondthebaselines.com or give us a call at 508-538-1288. That's 508-538-1288. Uh, finally, um, (laughs) is when you look at merch, you brought merch up. So I'm going to bring it back into the conversation here. When you're doing a show like this, Racket X, are you looking at merch as a profit center? And I know this is a tight question, tough question for you. Are you looking at it as a profit center or are you looking at it as a future marketing tool? How do you, how do you look at it? I look at it as a future marketing tool. Um, I think sure we can make, we're, we're, we're not going to make, we're not going to get rich off of selling merch. I think, um, I think that it is a fun way to 
increase our exposure. And I think if we can partner with, if we can come up with um, limited edition stuff that drives demand of people wanting it. And if it looks really interesting and cool, or we partner with cool brands to help make it come to life, um, not even cool, traditional brands too. I I think, I think if it, I just, I think uh, your name uh, out there, people wearing it is a, is a, the best, one of the best marketing tools you could, you can have. I, we were at the open and anecdotally, we have Racket X hats, which I should award to this, but I actually was having an okay hair day. So <laughs> we, um, we, uh, uh, we have Racket X hats and, and shirts, but I, I had the hat on the, the open the, the whole time, the week that we were there. And, um, how many people just like sitting and eating came up to me and were like, what's Racket X? What's Racket X? Like just unsolicited co- comments. It wasn't like it said, anything other than that, but they're just like, what's racket X, you know, and, uh, got into amazing conversations and it's another way to connect with people. It was, a, you know, a tennis pro at a club and, you know, and, and it just, it's evangelists. It's, it's folks who are proud to wear it. And I just, I think that for me, it's more, it's certainly, uh, branding. And if you can make a couple of dollars doing it, that's great. But for us, it's for me, it's about, it's about branding for sure. I wish, and the I fun wish clubs- designing it. <laughs> yeah, the fun is that that's the fun is where do you put the logo, you know? Uh, How do you do it? Or what's the funny set? Like, what's the cool? I mean, I just think there's some really interesting up and coming brands that are making, um, you know, the racket sport wear, golf wear. I, I kind of wear both to both things. They're making, I mean, there's some really like interesting, beautiful, nice, clean things out there that just look different um, that you want to wear in your everyday life, not just um, playing. Well, well, first of all, I, I, you know, I'm going to say something. I was watching tennis, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, and there was this woman tennis player, pro, pro player, wearing this great old-fashioned kind of skirt. Mm-hmm. And I looked her up, and it was her own clothing brand. Uh, hello, there you go. Greatest way you can brand yourself is wear your own clothes, right? And yep. I'm looking at my buoy in the background, number 11, and that's one of the the, the, you know, the Williams sisters have their 11. 11, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I, you know, I wish that the clubs would listen to you because – Clubs on my side, they they shy away from retail a lot, but it's the best way to brand for new membership. And oh a, yeah, we're a business, and you at Racket X are a business. And you just said I'm a I'm a for profit, folks. I'm gonna you know I I don't shy away from making some money, but I'm gonna design some good merch so that I people come back next year or come back as a new person member. My the, the team that we've built wants to kill me half of the time. I'm I'm really designed forward. I was really particular about how we went forward with our look and feel. It was not happenstance. Uh, we're trying to cross generationally um, uh, draw both consumers and businesses in. It can't look too businessy and boring. It can't look too fun and cool because then, like, it was treading a very fine line. And I think that um, I think we can have a lot of fun with with merch. And I think clubs can too. I know you know when, whenever I go someplace. Or my father and my brother are diehard golfers. Um, they buy something from every club they, every they club. go to. Um, and I think I've seen my brother, who's who's younger, obviously, than my father. Uh, my dad is always the emblemed, you know, Peter Millar or whatever, you know, kind of, you know, the usual suspect. <laughs> Peter Millar. And my brother's looking for, like, what's the cool thing that, like, you know, is going to be, you know, a conversation piece um, when when he goes out with his buddies back at his club. You know? well, I've always said to clubs that I work with, uh, yacht clubs have it right because you cannot wear, you cannot purchase as a non-member a burgee, an unadulterated burgee is what they call it, hmm. and you know the little diagonal flag. It's called the burgee. Uh-huh. Can't wear, you can't, you can't a wear that. You can't buy it if you're not a member. It's the most sought after. I, as an employee, I was 
harassed by non-members to get them clothing at the club that I worked at, the Yacht Club. It's, it, you know, the logo, the branding is so important. And I think Racket X, you're right on it. And I think, you know, if you look at um, uh, some of the biggest tournaments in the world, I mean, Wimbledon, their branding is fantastic. The championships, no one's even talked about it. You know, Timeless. U.S. Opens the championships, but no, Wimbledon is the championships, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Me, we're yeah, we're hoping ahead. to create some, we're hoping to create some, some good looking stuff. <laughs> Let me ask you the, the final question I'm going to ask you is, is, is your first year is this year uh, racket X it's in Miami. What are your plans for the future in, in terms of racket X? I know your, your business does other conferences and all this, but I'm keeping it to this. This is my baby right now. This, this is, is your baby. Okay. Oh yeah. This is my, this is all I think about. Um, for the- but what, <laughs> what, what are you going to, how are you going to, what, what's your plan for it? What's the five-year plan? So like, I, you know, I have known nothing about running conferences and having, you know, convention centers and paying that bill. How, what's your five-year plan? What, what's your, what's your go-to plan? here? Oh, well, we hope to be quadrillion, you know, quadrupled in size um, over the next couple of years. Um, you know, I think we have to decide. I, 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 Miami feels like the best home for us. We haven't done an addition yet, but certainly, you know, early next year, we'll be talking about what our 2025 event looks like. And, you know, I think we have some great partnerships in place with, with, um, hopefully with the city of Miami, uh, in the coming, you know, months, as well as the Miami Open and, and other folks. So I think we can really build a nice home there. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I mean, really for us, it's creating, you know, whether it ends up being global or America's like a racket week um, where this is, you know, wherever this goes, um, this is the time of year or this is that that space where everybody's celebrating across the industry. I mean, that's the, the bigger challenge for me is. Um, I think, you know, do we, is it easy to move an event um, of these sizes from place to place every year? It is absolutely not. Um, are there perks to that? Absolutely. Um, so but you're the, thinking of bringing it back next year. You're, this is going to be an annual thing. Is oh, yeah. Thinking. It's going to be an annual thing for sure. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, if, if I could help it for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, an, an annual and annual event that is pillared around a couple of big a big events in, in the industry that where we can kind of be the the linchpin that that helps pull it all together. So for all our listeners out there, where can they sign up to be a consumer or a B2B person? Yeah, we make it very, we're making it very easy for everyone. Where is it? Where um, do we go? The website is the racket X, um, R-A-C-Q-U-E-T for the racket, not a C-K. I like to mention that, but the racket X. The see, um, old fashioned tradition. I like the tradition. R-A-C-Q-U-E. Yeah, well, there were a lot of reasons for that. I also didn't want to be C-K <laughs> and that it was, we were, it's the, the like, we're a racket. You could, anyway. Oh, the racket. Or C-K, the racket. Calvin Klein. Spelled with the C-K. Yeah, yeah. Full transparency. Last minute, I was like, I think, and I also, so it's a very, I think, chic way of, of, of spelling it. Um, so, uh, uh, the racketx.com, um, if you're not ready to sign up, um, although we hope you are, um, more information on our, our, um, lineup and schedule will be released in the next week or two, uh, on the site, along with a lot of the logos and brands and partners that'll be represented there. Uh, but certainly not a final list. We are building constantly as a, as a launch event, but it, at a minimum download that white paper or the, um, uh, trends report. Um, that we put out. Uh, it's a great, it's a great little uh, thing to have gonna, in the back pocket. In the, in the show notes, I'll put a link to that. Cause I got right. it. It's, it's fantastic. It really Thank helps you. put in perspective the racket industry as a whole, 
as you know, mm-hmm. we we talk about pickleball fighting with tennis. We talk, but this involves you know. Uh, I I love the headline. I think it's 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 hard to squash squash. I, I love that. Oh, well, that was yeah, yeah, and a squash. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 great, great stuff. Um, so racket the 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 racketx.com. Yep. Right. Like and, the championships, uh, the racketx.com. <laughs> exactly. The masters. The exactly. <laughs> and and if anyone wants to reach out to you directly, what's the best way for them to uh, contact you? Uh, email um, Robin, R-O-B-Y-N at the Um That's by, by far the easiest way uh, to get a hold of me. Or um, I'd say social media. Follow us on social media is also a great way to get updated. Uh, Instagram uh, or LinkedIn is where we're, we're pretty active right now. Um, so So either of those two. You but, see, yeah. it's LinkedIn is B2B, folks, and everything else is B2C. So you got, else is everything uh, else. So yeah, you got your hands full there. I, I, I really applaud you for doing what you're doing. It's a massive undertaking to start a new conference that's both B2B and B2C. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I'll be there March 24th to March 26th. Uh, South Beach, Miami convention. We got to get you in. We're going to be building a podcast studio on the floor. So oh, for, live, for live podcasts, we'll have to make sure that you get a space to, you know, that this is kind of up on the screen on air, whether we can't wait. Broadcast live, but, you know yeah. what? I'll, I'll make sure I have a good hair day. <laughs> now we're going to need you in Racket X hat. <laughs> okay. There you go. I don't need to do my hair. Thank you so much, Robin. Dude. It's been great to have you on the, on the podcast and uh, good luck this, uh, this coming spring. Thank you so much. We can't wait to see you there. Thank you for listening to beyondthebaselines.com podcast. It's a pleasure bringing you each week's news and views and great guests from our tennis, fitness, and country club industries. You can always reach the team here at beyondthebaselines at gmail.com or on the phone at 508-538-1288. Please do visit our website at www.beyondthebaselines.com which is updated regularly with even more information for you, your club, or your facility. See you again soon.